Welcome to a Tuesday, January 23rd edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And first up today, we have some more casting news for Shazam. Deadline is reporting that Marta Milans is going to join the cast. Uh, you may know her from her roles that she's had on a couple TV series, Killer Woman and No Tomorrow. And she's going to play one of Billy's foster parents. Yeah, I'm not familiar with her at all, I don't think. But I'm glad we have this role cast now. It's almost entirely done with the main Shazam characters, at least what we assume who will be in the film. So I think a lot of the casting from now on is going to be characters we don't know are very obscure characters from comics who we didn't necessarily think were going to be in the film. But yeah, wrapping it's it's getting there, man. We're we're every day getting a little bit closer. As that is how are. time works. Yeah, that is that is how time <laughs> is calculated. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So exciting there. Uh, then we got a bunch of little rapid fire news. So Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. After the trailer came out, we finally have the release date, and it's going to be digitally March 27th, and on physical media April 10th. So that'll be 4K, Blu-ray, and DVD. Then, so not surprising there. That's about the same time there. The second DC original movie comes out each year is late March, early April. So no surprise there. Yeah, not a lot of details about it. The trailer didn't give away a lot about the story, but I'm still excited for this just because I really like the Suicide Squad and I think you can do a lot of fun stuff with them, especially in animation. Especially in an RV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the best part. Uh, Newsarama had some Im- information on Doomsday Clock. We knew they were going to skip a month, but it looks like they're going to switch, at least for now, to a bi-monthly schedule. So we'll get number three and number four this month or, or coming up. And then it looks like number five isn't going to come out until May. And then they're going to switch to the bi-monthly from then on. And artist Gary Frank hopes to hopes that this will allow them enough cushion so that they can switch back to monthly eventually. But, you know, who knows? But the only, the only thing, I don't have a problem with that in terms of keeping up with the quality of everything. If they want, you know, if they need time and, we you know, Jeff Johns and Gary Frank are busy guys. So it's understandable if they can't do that every month. But with the doomsday clock being a set set a year in the future, you wonder how that's going to, if that's going to affect anything with every other book in the line. And this doesn't end until, if this doesn't end until mid 2019, when it was supposed to end in late 2018, you wonder if that several month difference could cause problems. But um, I don't have a problem with this in terms of if this keeps the quality up. Yeah, obviously I, I would much rather have higher quality comics and have to wait for them than to have them rush out something that you know they're not 100% proud of or 100% done with and uh, like you said even if it pushes back some of the other comics if it just pushes back some of the stuff that is going to be affected by doomsday clock i'm still okay with that obviously i want it to happen as fa- quickly as possible but i think they're they're setting up something really big and really cool and so if they need to take their time to do that that's fine with me i agree and so with everything that's been going on with the Weinstein effect, is it called, and everything like that, all this, the sexual harassment allegations, everything like that, the Producers Guild of America announced this these new policies on sexual harassment that they're they're going to recommend out there. Um, I'm not sure exactly how it works. I haven't read too much into the the details of it. You can find the new policies in the show notes. But Rebecca Keegan of Vanity Fair is reporting that Wonder Woman Two is actually going to be the first film to adopt these new policies on sexual harassment yeah and that's great i mean i hope that these policies go into effect on all films but it's great that wonder woman 2 is the first one to do that and it makes sense it is a film about a very strong woman and these are obviously these are in place to protect women and men but women just happen to be victims a lot more often than men do 
of sexual harassment. Um, yeah, so I think this is hopefully this. You know, these are good policies and they work well. And I think it's smart that it's a smart partnership between Wonder Woman two and the PGA. To, it's a good film for it to be the first one, and it's yeah. also you know it works both ways. So uh, it seems smart like that. And also a reminder, today is the day that Gotham by Gaslight releases digitally, and it will be out in two weeks, February 6th, on physical media. Yeah, we'll check that out and have a review sometime, probably. And then wrapping up today, we have a website question from Andy, with the Shazam on its way to start filming. The Shazam, I like that. Uh, What would be some great story arcs to check out and read? That's a really good question. Uh, I've read a lot of Shazam recently actually so i've i've got a few things in mind i definitely haven't read everything from the character's history by no means am i saying that i think structurally what at least what we've seen from the casting i think the the best place to start would probably be the curse of shazam which is the new 52 backup stories that were in justice league and it is an origin story of billy batson and by jeff johns and gary frank so i think that at least character wise and sort of structurally what we think we know about the film. I think you would get to know, get an introduction at least to most of the main characters. So we've got Billy, you've got all of the the other foster kids, the foster parents, one of which we talked about today. She's in there. Uh, the whole the whole family of characters there, and you also get to see Doctor Savannah and and Black Adam a little bit. I don't know how much they'll take story wise or characterizations or anything like that, but I think that would be a good place to start just to get an introduction to everything. Uh, there's a ton of other good Shazam books over the years. I, w- I personally like Shazam, the Monster Society of Evil, which is also a an origin story. This one done by Jeff Smith. It was 2004, I want to say that. It's, uh, it's just four issues, but it's a really good origin story, and it captures the heart of Billy Batson really well. Uh, you know, young young kid. I just, I really like that one. And it also has Dr. Savannah and Mary Marvel, so it won't have, like, all of the other captain marvel jr anything like that but i I think that's really good to read there's also the power of shazam which again story-wise probably doesn't have a lot that that you would take into the movie but uh does have billy and mary a little bit different take on them and also if if superman shows up i think superman shazam first thunder is a good one to read it's where it's their first meeting but they don't actually fight which normally is what happens with superman and shazam because they get matched up and they've got to beat each other up because they're pretty equally matched and along those the, along those lines, one of my favorite things is Superman Shazam: The Return of Black Adam. This is just a twenty five minute short, an animated short. You can buy it Blu Ray, DVD, digital. It, it it's packaged with a handful of other shorts that it, so it's about an hour in length. But the actual Superman Shazam one's only twenty five minutes. And just for Billy Batson, that is a great origin that tells you pretty much everything you want to know uh, about the character and the wizard. And then there's also you know Sh- Superman and Black Adam which are good to have there as well. Yeah, I think those are all great recommendations. And like you said, that we're not really sure what or if anything they'll actually pick story-wise, but for sure, if you want to get the feel of what Shazam is, you know, Billy Bats and this kid becoming a superhero, then these are all great places to look. And also, you know, some interaction with Dr. Savannah to see see how he operates, what his his intellect is like and what, what he does to be evil. Um, they'll probably draw a lot from that like you said, from the new 52, um, from Jeff John's stuff. So all great recommendations. Yeah. Shazam's different as it's challenging to recommend a lot of stuff because almost every time Dr. Savannah shows up, it's slightly different character. Right. Sometimes, you know, in the monster society of evil, he's the attorney general. 
Uh, other times he's been an evil sci- scientist, a business tycoon. He's done it. You know, we don't know what it's going to be, but just an introduction to the, the the gist of the character. We also did a character one on one. I'll put a link in the show notes a while back. That was uh, those. We do those ten to fifteen minutes, and they're brief over. They're by no means detailed accounts of the character's history, but sort of give a brief overview of the history and what they're what they're like. So you can check that out as well. Yeah, and if you if you want to see what it's probably not going to be like, you can watch The Adventures of Captain Marvel from 1941, the 12-part <laughs> serial. The first one, Curse of the Scorpion, is, is pretty dang good. So go ahead and check that out as well. You know what? I, I wouldn't <laughs> put it past David Sandberg to put put some sort of Easter egg to that in there. Yeah. Uh, that would be pretty funny. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be a direct adaptation of that. So we'll see. All right. Well, that's all we've got for today thanks for listening and if you want to get in touch with us you can find us on twitter at dc daily drop